0: We're still alive. So we're sorry, we suck. We got married. Yay! Yay! But for anybody who has been married or gotten married or planned a wedding, I feel that you will understand. (laughs) We were literally in the airport checking in and then we were like shit. We haven't
1: uploaded the episode. We haven't
0: uploaded the episode. We haven't even edited the episode.
1: And we went away and we didn't have any of the stuff with us to let us actually upload or edit the episode. And we're only just back. And here it is!
0: Yeah. So our plan was to have this episode and the final episode queued up to go so that they both aired while we're away. But we didn't do that,
1: so. Because we're terrible. Sorry. So good news is we finished Final Fantasy VII, we've got all of our notes ready. And you have another couple of episodes, including this one.
0: Well, I think you have another
1: one. Well, including this one is two. Okay. You
0: have multiple episodes.
1: Yeah, of us finishing the game. So, sit back, relax, and fasten your Easter belts because we're going on a ride. Back to Let's Talk Games, Season 1, Episode 31. Woo! Beginning of the end.
0: <laughs> well, pretty much the end of the end, to be honest. We've had the beginning of the end already. <laughs> yeah. This is the beginning of the end of the end.
1: <laughs> or the end of the beginning of the end.
0: Anyway, in case you don't know, I'm Abby. I'm Anthony. And off we go. Yeah. So, Anthony did a whole bunch of stuff.
1: I did a lot of stuff off camera because we're right at the end of the game. There's a few things I wanted to tick off before we hit up Sephiroth and finish the story. So I primary thing I did I bred a gold chocobo, um, which I showed Abby all the like main bits of, and I showed her how the gold chocobo works. And we've used the gold chocobo to win a whole bunch of times at the gold sorcerer racing to get a bunch of cool material like counter magic, which is great fun. Um, we picked up knights of the round, which Abby hasn't seen yet. I'm keeping it a secret for when we fight Sephiroth. We also um, picked up like quadra magic, w summon material, all that kind of stuff. Um, what else did I do beat Ultima Weapon did get... not
0: beat Ruby Weapon
1: did not beat Ruby or Emerald um, I probably could sit and grind it out but honestly we don't want to wait like two weeks or something when I've got time to actually play enough to level everybody up and I just just like we're not going to beat Ruby and Emerald Weapon I'm sorry <laughs> there's not a huge. There's some cool material you get.
0: If you really want that to happen, you can do it in your own time. We support you.
1: Yeah, we, we believe in you. You can beat them, um, but we're not going to do it for this playthrough. But then I brought Abby back to do a few little things around the world before we go into the Northern Crater and we, take on Sephiroth. off.
0: We've talked about this before. We decided we wanted to shore up all the little side quests.
1: Tire Blue ends.
0: And then we're going to go off to fight sepholes.
1: One other thing I've done just before we kick into this is I've picked up Omnislash for Cloud. And I've got Barrett's ultimate weapon and Barrett's ultimate limit break. And I haven't done it for Tifa because she hasn't killed enough enemies to get her ultimate limit break.
0: Yeah, so the first person we decided to do is Red 13, or good old-fashioned Nanakai.
1: And I thought this would be a really nice... I've not done this little bit before. I've never gotten Nanakai's um, Ultimate Weapon or Living break. So I thought this would be a really nice thing to start off with. Something cute with Nanakai and his grandfather back in Cosmo Canyon.
0: Before we really go into it, I want to say, I think it's rude that the crew still call him Red 13. Yeah, he
1: told them what his real name is. Like,
0: that's his lab name.
1: <laughs> that's like the them, name Hojo gave him.
0: It's like them all calling Cloud the Failure. Yeah. Not cool, guys. For Nanakai. Anyway, so we get there, and the man at Cosmo Canyon, like the guard, says that Bubun Hagen is not well and he hasn't been well since he left the ancient city.
1: Which made me really sad, and I realised this was going to be a sad bit and it wasn't a really good place to start.
0: I was like, not Grandpa Nanakai!
1: <laughs> so um, Barrett, Cloud, and Red 13 all head to the top of Cosmo Canyon and head into Nanakai's granddad's house, and then Cloud and Barrett decide that this isn't the place for them and leave Nanakai alone with his granddad. Uh-huh.
0: And this really is like the end.
1: Yeah, he's, he's lying on his sofa instead of his bed, which is sad. <laughs> um, and Danica kind of goes and speaks to him.
0: And he's basically like, I'm going to stay in Cosmo Canyon now. I'm going to help you, like, I'm going to protect the canyon. It's like the duty of Seto's son to mm-hmm. guard the canyon and the people. Mm-hmm. And Buben Hagen's basically like, don't be stupid. Like, he talks a lot, but the basis is you are built for much bigger things than just gardening this valley.
1: Yeah. Um, and he also says, like, it isn't just like, what you can do, but you need to experience the world as well. You yes. can't just stay here. Um, so go out and, and, and do that and open your eyes and open your nose and, and experience the world because everything you see you know, will one day be part of the live stream.
0: Yeah. He basically is like, and it's part of the live stream for my children and for your children yeah. that you need to experience things. It's really important.
1: And in a roundabout way, he just tells Red Thirteen to look at the bigger picture right now as well. Yeah. Like, protecting this valley is not going to...
0: Stop Seth Yeah,
1: you need to... to, Yeah. Yeah. What we've already said. Yeah. It's really sad.
0: So, he dies.
1: He dies. And he gives Cloud... Sorry, he (laughs) gives Nanakai Nanakai's ultimate weapon before he dies.
0: Nanakai goes down to Barrett and Cloud and he doesn't tell them. He just says he's gone off on a trip.
1: Yeah said so he really enjoyed being on the airship. So he's gone off on another airship, um, and they'll maybe see him sometime in the future.
0: And he gave him a gift.
1: And he gave him a gift. And then Nanakai sort of like awkwardly goes, "But don't you normally get gifts when you get back from a holiday?" No, Barrett does it. I thought it was Nanakai who said it.
0: But why would Nanakai say it if he's the one to lie? I just
1: thought Nanakai was being awkward, but it makes so much more sense for Barrett to have <laughs> said it. <laughs> so maybe I just misread it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I well the way I read it was Barrett was like, mm, "Don't you get trips and gifts oh on the way back?" And Nanakai's like. Yeah, but he's always been a bit
1: funny. So it's really sad. Like, Nanakai's gone through a lot in the course of this game. And now his granddad, his last relative, has died. Mm -hmm. And he's not telling his friends that this has happened?
0: Because he's looking at the bigger picture. I actually, well, that's it, I'm quitting the podcast.
1: Yeah, you were really sad. I was like, oh, this is such a great start. Especially because I know what's coming next.
0: Yeah, I'm not as attached to the next bit as I was, apparently, to... (laughs) Poor Poor Nanakai. Hey, Nanakai
1: and Boo Hagen. So, Nanakai really has no reason not to help now. Yeah. And he's coming along to the final battle with Sephiroth.
0: So, next we start to do Vincent. Yeah. I have never even used Vincent before.
1: <laughs> no, we never used him in the entire game. The re- the, p- the problem I have with Vincent isn't that he's like. I- I've, I've joked about Vincent a lot and it's not very fair to him as a character. But the biggest problem I have with him is when I first played this game, when I was a kid, I unlocked Vincent in the Shinra Mansion because my friend came around and showed me how to do it. My first playthrough. I was like, oh, this guy's so cool. He's a vampire. He's got a gun. He's like wearing armor. He's got cloak. Like, how cool is this character? So I had to have him in my party. And I took him through Mount Nibble. And at the end of Mount Nibble, there is a dragon boss. And that boss absorbs fire damage. And when Vincent gets a limit break, he turns into a monster and you can't control him. And all of his attacks do fire damage. So all he did was heal that boss. And I just went, No. Yeah. And ever since then, I've never used Vincent because of that really bad experience I had with him at the start of the game. I'm sure he's amazing, um, but that's why we've never used Vincent in this playthrough.
0: Also, I'm really attached to like the core crew. I
1: really like Barrett and Tifa in this playthrough we've really had. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I would like there to also be a space in the party for Nanakai. Yeah, me too. But
1: there's not. Yeah, maybe a little space for Sid. Yeah. But Kate Sith, I don't think, ever even crossed our minds about being added to the party. Yuffie. No, and, um...
0: But Vincent was out, you were like, I hate Vincent.
1: Yeah, I'm just not Vincent. There's somebody else we're missing.
0: Are you talking about Aerith?
1: I think I am. <laughs> she was at our party.
0: I haven't forgotten about Aerith. She just did. No, I said
1: I was forgetting. Oh. So we fly over to this waterfall cave. and We get there with the gold chocobo.
0: This is one of those things. There's so many things in this game that I'm like...
1: How did you find this out?
0: Yeah. Like, it's not like there's a cave. The cave is literally invisible.
1: Yeah, it's just a waterfall. There's a tiny path next to it. There's just enough room for you to get off the Chocobo.
0: Literally invisible.
1: There is another way to get here.
0: Yeah? If you
1: tool around, this is how I found it the first time. If you tool around, and I was certain there would be loads of secrets underwater when you get the submarine, so I spent a lot of time. And looking at it now, that submarine is slow. So I wasted <laughs> a lot of time on the submarine. But um, you, you can find a, a cave that leads under the continent. Okay. And if you surface in that cave, um, you come up in that pool of water... And you can get off the submarine there, and and the, the only place you can go is into the waterfall. So you can you can find it, but it's really out of the way. Yeah. But this was a much quicker way of doing it on the gold choker
0: So we get in the cave, and Cloud goes, settle. Yeah. And then Vincent hears a voice, and he's like, "Is this who I think it is?" Mm-hmm. And it, Lucretia. Yeah. That's a bad name. <laughs> and Lucretia is the woman that he was in love with, who. Hojo gave up for experimentation, basically. Yeah,
1: Sephiroth's mum.
0: And this next bit all happened really fast. Really
1: fast. A lot of story happened in, like, 30 seconds.
0: So I was, like, trying to rapidly take notes. Yeah, we'll
1: kind of unpack it stage by stage.
0: So there's, like, a white flash, and it goes back to Nibelheim.
1: And this was something in Nibelheim a long time ago.
0: Yeah, this was Nibelheim before Cloud, before Tifa.
1: Before Sephiroth. This is when Dr. Gass was a young man.
0: And so was...
1: Vincent. Yeah, you see Vincent as a Turk and he looks like a cool dude.
0: Yeah, he does. I mean, he had the real early 2010s emo side friends and he was super into
1: it. He did, yeah, he really did. Uh, But he's also in a suit, he looks sharp and you see him arrive in town with some scientists and then you see him sort of walking through the streets with one of the scientists and you see him doing some other things with the scientists and you see that scientist reject him.
0: But he says, you know, if she's happy, I'm okay
1: with it. How grim is that? Imagine being rejected in favour of Hojo Mojo. For
0: actual Hojo, he's the worst.
1: Like, Vincent would have been, like, a cool agent. He would have been, like, Hotchner from Criminal Minds. <laughs> like, he's a G-man.
0: Anthony loves Hotch so much, <laughs> it's worrying. <laughs>
1: um, and now, suddenly, you've got Hojo showing up, who must have been a creepy guy. Like, I can just... just The way you see his ponytail in the game here, it's so limp. Mm-hmm. I just imagine him having the greasiest hair possible. Mmm, Yeah. Um, but she, she, she likes Hojo and Vincent's, you know, as you said, if, he's, if she's happy with that, then I've not got a problem.
0: So she then gets pregnant.
1: Yeah. You see her rubbing her tummy. <laughs> it That's been how food. you get pregnant. It could have been a food baby.
0: I get those often.
1: But I think it was a baby baby.
0: That's how you get pregnant. You rub your tummy and then the magic happens. <laughs> she gets pregnant and you see Vincent arguing with Hojo.
1: Yeah, about... Um, you can't do human. This is a human. This I can't stand for this. This is human experimentation.
0: And Hojo's basically like, Back off, we're both scientists,
1: and it's consensual. Yeah, I think Hojo was a master manipulator, especially when it comes up kind of next.
0: Yeah, so basically, I don't know, it's a gray area, but it's s- a lot more gray than it was previously. Yeah,
1: and you see um, Lucretia collapse.
0: Yep. Yeah. And, then, and the assumption is she dies
1: yeah and Vincent confronts Hojo and Hojo oh, just, just flat-eye shits well even before that before we get to that shocking like a development the way Hojo is acting in the conversation it's like he's like, oh well she died mm-hmm. like I he obviously didn't it doesn't feel like Hojo had any feelings for Lucretia at all apart from the fact that he used her to create Sephiroth
0: yeah he's supposed to be in love with her
1: but I just feel like he used her
0: yeah anyway and then, then he shits Vincent and then
1: he shits Vincent and Vincent clashes the fighting like oh my god
0: And you see him then doing experiments on Vincent. And you're just like,
1: oh my god, I said it in the last episode. Hojo is the root of all evil in this universe. Yeah,
0: Hojo is literally the worst.
1: And presumably, with his experimentation, he turns Vincent into a vampire. A vampire. What? Yeah, so we find out Vincent's sordid backstory where he was just an agent. I don't know, when you first bump into him and he says his great mistake was Lucretia, I just had this head image of like... Lucretia being stolen from him and something horrible Jamie happening to too. her. I and him I
0: imagined a great love.
1: Yeah, and him being power, like, like a Romeo and Juliet style thing. Because that's the kind of character, you know...
0: Have you ever read Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> no, but
1: I, I, like, I'm trying to... <laughs> I almost described Vincent as my chemical romance. Like, Perfect. that's the type of car- like, person I think he is.
0: Okay, yeah, I can kind of see it.
1: Um, and, like, that kind of great, like, gothic love story. Yeah. And that, that wasn't what we got. It was actually really sad. It was a
0: bit unrequited love. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and he died for a woman that didn't love him back.
1: Yeah. But anyway, we just found her in this cave.
0: Yeah, not dead. And then... So Vincent basically says the body that he's in now is his punishment for not saving Lucretia.
1: Yeah. And all he could do was watch. That was his sin.
0: Yeah. And Lucretia kind of echoes this pretty soon afterwards. Yeah. So she said... That after this all happened, she wanted to disappear, she wanted to die, but the Genova inside her wouldn't let that happen so easily.
1: And that's gross. Ew,
0: I hate Genova.
1: Yeah, and she also says that she's been dreaming of Sephiroth recently, her yeah. son. And then she reveals that she never got to hold him.
0: Yeah, that's not good. I put, yeah, she's been dreaming of her mutant mass murdering darling.
1: <laughs> but th- this is the th- crazy thing, to like, if she's been hiding out in this cave at this time, she might have no idea about what Sephiroth's done. Where did she go to
0: the toilet, more importantly?
1: I think it's some sort of City of the Ancients thing. Something to do with the Ancients. The reason I say that is meant to comment when we were playing, but the throne she's kind of sitting in looks like it's made of seashells. Maybe. So I think it's some a- something related to the Ancients, so there might be like places to stay there. Um, but yeah, so she might not know how horrible Sephiroth is.
0: Yeah, and he did say, he's like, I'm not a mother, I never held her. That's not good for kids. you it got to get some skin-on-skin skin contact.
1: Yeah. So it, it, it that furthers this assumption I have that Hojo just used her. Like as soon yeah. as Sephiroth was born, he just moved her out of the way.
0: Yeah, he'd, he'd had enough. Yeah. Um, but she won't let them come near her and she wants to know if Sephiroth is still alive because she heard he died, Yeah, you know, in her cave.
1: But she's, but she's been having lots of dreams about him recently so, and she knows that she's hard to kill.
0: So she assumes that Sephiroth would uh, be hard to physically make him die as well. Mm-hmm. And Vincent's like, he's dead.
1: Which... I think it's Vincent trying to be nice.
0: Yeah, I thought it was him like sparing her the pain of
1: knowing the world's about to end because of her son.
0: Yeah, and also they are in theory about to kill him.
1: Yeah, and then and then we leave.
0: Mhm.
1: And time passes.
0: Well, and another random thing we know Anthony, knew you had to do ten battles. Yeah. So we did ten battles, and then we went back.
1: Yeah, and and, and when we got back, she was gone, but she'd left behind a super cool shotgun.
0: Mm-hmm. Death penalty
1: <laughs> And um, chaos yeah. Which is uh, Vincent's ultimate limit break And I actually found this really unsatisfying Yeah? I just feel like the story isn't closed On Lucretia, Vincent and Hojo
0: Okay Even though like They're all effectively dead now
1: Well is Lucretia dead? Where'd she go?
0: Is Vincent dead?
1: Is the, he undead? He's undead
0: So is Lucretia the undead?
1: I, she's, she's a Genova Is this boy. the
0: original vampire romance? <laughs>
1: It's just it's just it just feels unfinished. I feel like the story's not closed for me.
0: Yeah, I get that.
1: Um, and when they announced that there was gonna be a spin-off Vincent game after Final Fantasy VII came out for the PlayStation 2, in the style of Devil May Cry, I got so excited. Because I thought here we're gonna finally gonna get the rest of Vincent's story. What's it like? I don't have words.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: It definitely doesn't answer this, as far as I'm aware. Anyway, <laughs> um, but that was the end of Vincent's little side story.
0: Yeah. While we were doing our battles, um, I saw one of Cloud's limit breaks, which is the meteor rain. Yeah, meteor
1: rain. It's a really interesting one. I don't know how like canonical the limit breaks are, mm-hmm. um, because Barrett has like satellite beam. Like, where did he get <laughs> c- control codes for a laser satellite from space? Um, Barrett. But meteor rain, I think, is. Very interesting considering Sephiroth and summoning the Meteor mm-hmm. and Cloud being a weird Sephiroth sort of clone, being able to also summon mini-Meteors. Yeah,
0: that's what I like when you pointed it out. It kind of leans back to that. He's the failure idea.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's, it's never commented on. Like, the, 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 they never come up in the story or anything, but...
0: In my mind, the whole limit break system doesn't even work in this universe, so let's not discuss it too much. Like, why do they get limit breaks, but none of the bad guys have limit breaks? That's a good point. Like, what are a limit break? Is it because they're mutants?
1: But I don't think, like, Barrett's a mutant, or Tifa's a mutant.
0: Well, then why do they have limit break? just
1: get really angry. <laughs> um, in fact, Barrett has a limit break called Max Anger. No, <laughs> Anger Max, where he just shoots his gun a lot.
0: <laughs> anyway, that's not really, like, just one of those overarching questions I have where I feel like the limit breaks don't really fit in with my understanding of the universe. They're just a cool
1: thing to do in combat.
0: Within. Go and do said side quest, which takes approximately 30 seconds. Yeah,
1: you have to talk to an old man three times. And this furthers your thing of, like, how would people know to do this? Yeah. Because one of the things that I used to do in RPGs, obsessively, was talk to every single NPC in a town. And every time, like, something happened in the plot, i go and revisit all the towns and talk to all the NPCs again to see what new things they had to say.
0: What a time sink.
1: So, like, at the moment, if you go to any town in the world, everyone is talking about the end of the world. Yeah. So they're talking about it's the end of the world it's Meteor like everyone's really depressed about it and I would have gone when I was a kid to every single Midgar I'd have gone to Junon I'd have talked to every NBC to find out what they wanted to say about Meteor but I never would have talked to one of them three times in a row.
0: Mm-hmm. I just like I wouldn't have done that. I mean I didn't really play RPGs when I was younger but ain't nobody had time for that. Yeah.
1: I don't know how I had time for it. I compl- because you were
0: 12.
1: I completed this th- there, was a, there was an RPG I had for the GameCube Tales of Symphonia and I played it for like 24, I had a 24 hour save file mm-hmm. and I was like, God, this game is awesome. It's going on for so long. And I thought I'd finish the game and it's like, no, like like that's chapter one over. <laughs> like I could never complete a game like that now.
0: Yeah, you can. We do it all the time. This Not, game's been longer than that.
1: Yeah, but that was chapter one. Yeah. The, the game went on for a long time after that.
0: We do it all the time. But I get what you mean. It's so much harder as an adult. Yeah. We're like, we've got all this other stuff we want to do.
1: I think, I think the difficulty we have now is, yes, we complete, can complete games like that, but we can't complete the bad games that are that long. Yeah. We have to stick to the really good ones, because it's a waste of time otherwise. Yeah,
0: you're right. We have to just hit the main beats.
1: Yeah. But anyway, we speak to the band three times. He basically admits that he's a rocket spotter, and he misses the rocket hanging over the town.
0: I think that's cute. And
1: then he's like, here, Sid, take this massive spear.
0: So it's called the Venus Gospel.
1: Which is a cool name.
0: And then, last but not least, we do Yuffies. Yeah,
1: we fly over to Wutai. Which is a lot easier to get to with the highway <laughs> than it was the first time we came here and had to cross the root bridges.
0: Yep, for sure. And um, the first thing we we'll do is we run up a cave and we go through the fire cave that we found last time but couldn't get through.
1: Yeah, I tell when we arrive I tell Abby there's two things we need to do in Wutai before we, we're done. Um, and the first one was we go to this cave. So we go to the cave, as you say, we use the Leviathan scale, but we didn't really know the link of where we got the Leviathan scale from. And what does it say when you, um, on the fire? I can't remember. Like, it's like
0: the shine of the gods. The
1: C- sea the C- the C- gods, like, scale reacts or something. And your face, you're like, what? Yeah,
0: I was like, I don't understand.
1: <laughs> and we got the steel, uh, also steel material. Yeah. Or the steel with material, whatever.
0: I think it's also steel. But yeah.
1: And it just means that when you, like, attack, you also steel. Um, And then I was like, right, we're going to do the second thing now. And I went the wrong way coming down the mountain. So Abby and her infinite sass was like, oh, was the second thing to get lost.
0: (laughs) I'm hilarious. and never make any mistakes.
1: (laughs) And then we head for the five-tier pagoda.
0: Yeah. So my favourite thing about this temple is that we talk to the sacred Gorky.
1: (laughs) I am the sacred Gorky.
0: And I'm like, sounds like a Pokemon.
1: (laughs) It does sound like a Pokemon. Like a starter
0: Pokemon.
1: Yeah, like Gorky.
0: I was going to say, actually, there is a sacred uh, Pokemon. A sacred Gorky. Pokemon. A sacred Pokemon. They're all sacred. They're all precious. The the,
1: the, the the thing I found really interesting is, in this last section of the game, the names have gotten weird. Yeah. In the proud Claude.
0: The sacred Gorky.
1: The next person's called Flash or Fade? Shake. Shake. <laughs>
0: it's okay. Anthony was calling her Snake while we were fighting her.
1: <laughs> and yeah, you, you fight your way up the, the um, pagoda just using Yaffe. Yeah. Um, and it's, Which
0: we were like... Fuck. But
1: we did it. We did it. If you, if you, if you, you just have to take precautions against being shrunk and turning into a toad.
0: Yeah.
1: And you can, you can make your way through. And who do we find at the top? Her dad. Her dad. Who we then realize is Lord Godo. Yeah. Who we like hung out with the first time we came to Wutai, I had no idea it was her dad. (laughs) Um, And he's like, you better give me your everything, otherwise I'll kill you.
0: Yeah, he's like, act like you're going to kill me because I'm going to act like I'm going to kill
1: you. What? Why? He turns into a monster.
0: Yeah, like a multi...
1: Headed, changes its face. Yeah. Um, and we fight it, we beat it, and it takes a while. Um, and then there's a quite a cute scene where, like, Godot and Yuffie are so exhausted from their fight, they're just lying on the ground, and they just start giggling. <laughs> yeah. And I actually thought it was really cute, and it's probably the most endearing thing Yuffie has done in the entire game. Yeah. Was having a giggle with her dad after they had a big fight.
0: Yeah. And it's obviously a really big thing to them that they've got to fight each other.
1: Yeah. This is this is obviously some really big spiritual thing in their society. Um, and then he gives it the Leviathan Summon Materia and he's like, right, now you've won. You have to stay at the top of the, the pagoda.
0: Yeah, she's like, no. No. I'm not. And then she like goes on a bit of a tirade. She's like, you have turned Tai, against itself. Basically. Yeah. Yes, we lost the war, but now it's just a cheesy tourist town mm-hmm. like
1: we've got no pride
0: yeah you've you've killed pride I need to go and I'm gonna make something of myself
1: yeah and I'll bring that glory back to Wutai with me
0: and he accepts this
1: yeah the others the other people you fight in the Magoda are very resistant to it they're like no this is not the way things are done mm-hmm. and Yuffie's like the reason because we keep doing things the way they're supposed to be done we're in this mess that we're in yeah um, and then there's a really cute bit everybody leaves mm-hmm. and Goda's like hang on Yuffie one second he's like do you think when they're done, whatever you're doing, those guys will need their materia? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it's basically, to me, it's a bit of like,
1: whisper, whisper, yeah. whisper. like, steal all their materia when you're done. And and wink. Now, um, what I really liked about this, unlike the Vince and Lucretia thing, I thought this was a really nice bookend to yeah. Yuffie's little side story. Like, she started off as this really young, immature girl who thought she could trick everybody and steal their materia.
0: And that that would magically make her town better. And
1: now she's grown up enough to realise that she has to throw out, you know, what came before, forge her own path, and actually work for a change. And I really like that.
0: Uh, It's the attitudes that need changed. It's not just hinged on whether or not there's materia.
1: Well, well done, Final Fantasy VII. Yuffie has been redeemed in my eyes.
0: Redeemed in my eyes?
1: Redeemed in my eyes. And that's everything we did, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's all.
1: So we have saved the game just before we head into the Northern Crater and I've prepared Abby the fact that Northern Crater is a bit of a dungeon to get through, but waiting for us at the end of it
0: is Sephiroth.
1: And that's it. Once we beat Sephiroth, we're
0: done. I can't believe it. The journey's over. we
1: finished Final Fantasy VII. So yeah,
0: this is probably a bit of a short episode. Anthony's saying no, but we stopped
1: a lot. Yeah, that's a good point actually, we did. Um,
0: So this is probably a little bit of a shorter than normal episode. But we didn't really want to lump too much into one because we like to keep our episodes in a commutable time. Yeah. Because that's when we listen to our podcasts. Yeah.
1: So like 20 minute to half an hour podcasts for me are fantastic.
0: So next week you will get our final installment, you believe.
1: Yeah. So what what I think we'll do is we'll complete the game and then we'll have a chat about it. Yeah. And we'll talk about our plans for Let's Talk Game Season 2 and some other projects that are coming out, because we keep hinting about these other projects. And if you checked our YouTube channel or, or our um, Twitter feed, you have, may have seen some hints about our project that's coming out soon. Um, but we do have some other stuff in plans. We really enjoy creating stuff. Um, we want to do it more. Yeah. Um, and so thank you for your support through this.
0: You suck so much at, like, ended episodes.
1: I know. I kind of own it now.
0: Um,
1: I just wanted to say that, like, when we sat down to do this, what, nine months ago? Jeez, yeah. we really didn't know if we'd be able to finish it if anyone would be interested and I know we don't have the biggest fan base but we have like a cute little fan base and I really <laughs> like it so thank you
0: thank you very much so this is Let's Talk Games thank you very much for listening as always we really appreciate your support if you'd like to give us a follow or a review on whatever your favourite podcast thing is we would really appreciate that if you would like to follow Anthony at Ant Talk,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he would appreciate that. Or our production Twitter is at Abby and Anthony. Or you can follow me on Instagram for minimal content at the Abby Wilson, And be nice to the internet.
1: Have a great new year.
0: Woo!